ladies and gentlemen, it's like I've been in a dream where I was really invested in the Zack Snyder cut of the Justice League for this is a Fred the Productions podcast. <laughs> yes! <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. Uh, had to do it. Had to do it. Cue the music. I don't know what we're yelling about! We came, we saw, we kicked its ass. Josh, are you telling me you built a time machine? Kind of a DeLorean? The way I see it, if you're going to build a time machine into a car, why not do it with some style? Who is this? What's your operating number? Morning conversation anyway. <laughs> no, I'm a Kendall Richardson. <laughs> I'm a Fulia Kazarbaju. And I'm an Alan. Because I'm because I'm an individual. <laughs> and I'm not all about that toxic masculinity. I'm Michael Lister. <laughs> yes, and you are now experiencing a podcast called Fred. Yes, experiencing it through the medium of only two channels. Because one of us has swapped over to the other channel. Yeah. What's going on? Oh, it's a bizarre world today. I don't like it. <laughs> I had to wear pants. <laughs> yeah, but no one else knows you wear pants. Huh? No, no. one else knows you wear pants. No, no. I'm all, I'm all Muppet at the moment. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, these We're all jeans. Muppets here. <laughs> <laughs> These jeans are chafing. Um, welcome to the show, everybody. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Uh, let's jump in to the week that was and the things and stuff that we watched. Fulia, take it away. Hi. So I haven't been here for a couple of weeks. Yay. Yes, welcome back. Welcome back. Yes, welcome thank back. you, thank you. Um, yes, so last couple of weeks um, I got to catch up on a few things that I wanted to watch. Uh, one of those was finally completing Is It Cake 2, um, which is the second season of Is It Cake. Well, is it? <laughs> it was it a lot of fun. Really enjoyed it. Uh, I also finally, after many, many months, finished watching Tomorrow, um, which is that Korean Netflix series that I watched that is very heavy on mental health. There's a lot of... Um, it's basically a lot of like suicide, self-harm mm. type of drama. Um, but it's done so well, so well. And I loved it so much. I didn't want it to end, although I kind of did at the same time. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> um, but the story was absolutely amazing and I loved it so much. So definitely, definitely one of those type of shows you have to be in the right mindset to watch. Um there were a few times where I wasn't in the right mindset and decided, you know, well, I'm going to watch an episode or two of this. And I was bawling every time. So <laughs> yeah. Um, but it's still, it's still a good series. So it's definitely worth, worth checking out. Um, and it's on Netflix. So please go see it. Um, but to also help, um, what's the word I'm looking for? So after watching tomorrow, an episode or two of tomorrow, I kind of needed to cleanse myself of that with something light. <laughs> mm. So I started watching 
a comedy series on Prime uh, called Vicious. <laughs> and that one is uh, has Ian McKellen. <laughs> and, oh. Oh, um, yeah, with Jason... Uh, Derek Jacoby, right? Yeah, Derek, yeah. Derek yeah. Jacoby. And, and they're, they're a married couple that throw insults at each other at every moment they can get. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and it is hilarious. I absolutely love it. Um, it's a lot of fun. And, yeah, it definitely it's definitely light and just f- comedy central. Like, honestly, it's so good. And, you know, Ian McKellen, like, f- absolute master of his craft to be honest so Mm -hmm. he does it very well um he played his character plays an actor (laughs) who he thinks is all that but his husband does not (laughs) (laughs) so it's sort of like a heightened character that of the character that he plays in the extras (laughs) sort of plays himself yeah kind of is really good definitely worth definitely worth checking out um i also started watching um breakpoint part two so that's the tennis documentary about the um the tennis players who are doing all the different tournaments around the world um so i'm sort of going through part two of that now um, it's, it's definitely, it's, it's really interesting. If you follow the tennis, um, this is more of a behind the scenes to the players and they, you know, they interview the players, um, and the coaches and, and also journalists and stuff. So it's actually very, very interesting to see what the players go through, um, when they're, you know, getting ready for a tournament or, you know, they're in preparations and, and they're warming up for different rounds. And it's actually really insightful um, because they also talk about their mental health when it comes to playing tennis. And when you're a tennis player, you're in it for yourself, essentially. You don't really think about anyone else but yourself when you're playing the sport. Um, so it's, it's, a, it's a tough sport. Like I, and just seeing these players go through what they do, um, like definitely commend them. And they definitely are champions in their own right. Um, and they're doing very well. Um, also, so round it all off. <laughs> <laughs> I jumped into the Paramount Plus seven-day trial. Oh. Only because I had the hankering to watch some Angry Beavers. <laughs> I wanted some Nickelodeon goodness. Yeah. <laughs> nice. Some old I school watching Nickelodeon. It. Yes, old school Nickelodeon. I watched um, a, a few episodes of The Angry Beavers because I think that was one of my favorite Nickelodeon shows growing up. Uh, and of course, you know, I also just wanted to feel like a kid again and watch <laughs> an episode of Blue's Clues oh. <laughs> from season one. <laughs> Going back to the Steven realm, because that's, that's where I started watching the show. Um, and you know, just hearing the songs again and the way that they, that this, the the way the whole show is sort of set up, um, it just the nostalgia. (laughs) I still, I was still like bouncing around and dancing to the songs and I, and I was reciting the lyrics as they were sung. (laughs) Mm-hmm. It's so good. Um, 
yeah, it's just it's just nice and light and fun. <laughs> and yeah, educational for the kids. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Um definitely look, if you've got kids, they'll love Blues Clues and they'll get something out of it. Please let them watch Blues Clues. <laughs> no. Oh come on. <laughs> no. We're 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 watching uh SpongeBob SquarePants. Okay, that's good too. Because I but- missed it when I was growing up, so it's sort of we're watching it together. Yeah, I watch random episodes of SpongeBob SquarePants, and I think maybe this is probably a good time for me to jump into that as well. Um, and some of the other Nickelodeon shows, like for example, I know I definitely want to check, uh, go back and watch um, Rocco's Modern Life. Yeah, <laughs> that was mine. Uh, same. Um, what's another one? Um, oh my goodness, I'm cat blanking. Cat dog, on Ariel Monsters. Cat, yeah, cat dog. I was a huge fan of cat dog. Yeah, I'm um, getting into yeah. Invader Zim as well. Nice. Yeah, I, w- I don't know if I was a big fan of Invader Zim. I did watch a little bit of it some time ago um, with a friend. And yeah, I don't know. Like, it was good. But yeah. Like, um, I watched the movie that uh, was on Netflix that came out mm. a couple of years ago. Because I've never seen it. And that was my first dive. So yeah. I enjoyed it. So I watched a couple of episodes. And yeah. That's good. Yeah. But, um, it, but, but yeah. I didn't have Ostar when I was growing up. Well, neither, well no, actually. I kind uh, of did when I was a kid. But then my dad would, you know, switch it off and switch it on again and then switch it off and then switch it on again. Because you were rich. And then, and then it went over to Foxtel and, you know. Because you were rich. <laughs> no, no, we weren't. Believe me, we didn't have it all the time. We only had it for a certain number of months. <laughs> and it was usually... For when the soccer f- was on. <laughs> that was the only reason why dad got it. <laughs> yeah, same for my dad. We had it um, consistently. I don't remember not having it, although there might have been a break. I don't know, but we got we got it because dad wanted all the sports channels. And, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and all of that. Um, so me and my brother got to benefit with some Nickelodeon and Cartoon Network, which is nice. And Disney. Well, we didn't initially didn't have Disney. Never really got into Disney Channel stuff. Okay. We had Saturday Disney, us free to air kids. Oh, I remember Saturday. Yeah, Saturday yeah. Disney was was cool. Saturday Disney's always good. Yeah, yeah, that was good. That was good. Anyway, Gold Leader. Yeah, <laughs> that's pretty much what I've been. That's what I've been watching. So I don't nice. know if I'll keep Paramount Plus. We'll see how we go. Um, just depends on how often I go back to it. But yeah, that's that's pretty much it. <laughs> Great, thank you, Fulia. Yeah. Uh, Michael. Hey. What have you been watching? Uh, yeah. Going off what uh, Fulio has been talking about, uh, yeah, my kids and I do watch um, uh, episodes of uh, uh, what we've been talking about, SpongeBob SquarePants, and also Rocco's Modern Life because I'm just reliving that. So <laughs> that, that was mine. And then probably <laughs> after that, probably Cat Dog because that was the next thing that nice. I liked. Um, well, uh, still going on with my Always Sunny in Philadelphia thing. Mm-hmm. And that's been fun and just enjoyable because the sick humor that I am, <laughs> uh, as well as as well as in Disney Plus, including the stuff that we we're going to talk about. But mm-hmm. uh, I've I've started watching The Bear. Oh, great! Yeah, I've uh, heard about that one. Yeah, yeah. It's um, um, what to describe it is. It's a bit like Ted Lasso, but it's more 
of more deep in uh, reality and and it all takes place in a uh, a small diner in in uh, Newick uh, some somewhere around there and it involves like family drama and, and also it's uh, an ensemble piece as well so you got your main guy but um, it's more or less dealing with like uh, trying to strive to be better and each character has their own little journey within the uh, w- within the kitchen uh, kitchen part mm-hmm. and and uh, if you have worked in a kitchen before uh, it does give you a little bit of PSD um, because yeah uh, I, um, I'm not finished the first season yet because the second season came out not too long ago uh, but the penultimate episode, season, uh, sorry, episode seven, was like um, a one one take sort of deal, and it takes place takes place of just before opening, and it just the bedlam and the and the high stakes, and I, <laughs> I was like, I I felt like I was running a marathon mm. because my heart was racing because it's like I've sort of been in that, like I've never really worked in a in a um in a kitchen setting but uh in uni we did a show called the kitchen and we sort of studied that sort of uh life within within the walls of a restaurant and and uh what's behind those doors in the kitchen and it's just absolutely bedlam and just just high stakes and high energy and just adrenaline fueled like need to be absolutely perfect sort of thing so uh yeah i uh it's really good and uh, mm. i i would recommend it but i'm not going to because we're on strike so so you know um yeah so i've been watching that and also i watched oppenheimer as well because mm. the barber hopper Oppenheimer <laughs> weekend barbenheimer 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 <laughs> uh happened and i watched oppenheimer first and then I watched Barbie, uh, but we'll go to bed. Talk about Barbie because we've all seen it, <laughs> but not Oppenheimer. Not yet. Understandable. It's three hours. Yeah. Um, and yeah, so Oppenheimer. It is a movie. <laughs> uh, it is a it is a period piece, and it yeah. does, does take place in like real history. Yeah. Uh, but it's also uh, an a art house film, and also a study of character, especially with. Oppenheimer and the sort of of the time of trying to is it right or the duality of is it right to actually create something that is to destroy something mm. and and people have said that there are sort of two different types of people in this world people who create and people who who uh, destroy and in this case it's basically both um out of all like Christopher Nolan films, this is probably up there of being what one of his greatest. Oh, nice. Um, yeah, like okay. uh, like definitely is something that to experience uh, if you are like a fan of cinema and uh, as well. Like this sort of way he sort of um, uh, does his narrative. It does jump back and forth uh, with with the storytelling because it also takes place uh, within the confines of before uh, the second world war, as well as after the world war, as well as um, a sort of mock trial of Oppenheimer after the fact that 
the American government sort of pretty much uh, shunned him when he was when he sort of has a uh, like coming to God sort of oh crap what have I done and mm. and trying to and he ha- and he does feel like he does have the blood on on his hands of uh, uh, what. Uh, became of the nuclear bomb, like the first uh, showing of a nuclear bomb, as well as the first test of a uh, of a nuclear bomb. And some people, some people say it was sort of anticlimactic, like the first test of of it. But no, um, I definitely, I definitely felt something, like like watching it. It's like, and yeah, it's very political and and very like. Uh, Eat, uh, geopolitical heavy as well so it's not necessarily for everyone mm. um and yeah it <laughs> it does have a cameo uh of uh of albert einstein mm. um <laughs> so so if you know your, it's definitely for like a history buff and also for mm. cinephiles as well so you definitely get a kick out of that so i definitely enjoyed that and is it better than barbie we shall see. <laughs> Time will tell. Time will tell. At the end of this podcast. <laughs> Kendall. Yes. Ooh. Do you tell the time? Mm-hmm. I do. It's 25 past four. Um, ha ha. Ha ha ha. That's not. 25. <laughs> 25. On my clock. Yes. On mine too. Um, <laughs> excellent. Thank you. Thank you for your Oppenheimer review. I can't wait to see it. Um Yes, my weekly watchings, I just pretty much have the same stuff to talk about that I talked about last week, which was uh, I watched another episode of Black Mirror. <laughs> this one was interesting. It, um, it's called, I think it's called Maisie Day, and it's about uh, this actress who's like, you know, a big A-list, uh, you know, star, and she's on this movie and something bad happens and to her and she goes into hiding and then Zazie Beetz plays this paparazzo who's trying to track her down to get a big payday because like no one knows where she is so <laughs> if anyone gets the first shot they get like 40 grand and she like needs the money nah. yeah um so it's about that but then there's, there's you know so that's the technology part of it coming into it but then there's also a horror twist in there that I won't mention because I it was so out of left field and good like good but I was like this is random as shit. Yeah, there's no setup. <laughs> yeah. I'm annoyed and confused. There was literally no... Yeah. And the other interesting thing about it is that it was uh, a period um, episode. It was set in... Not to call this a period, but it technically is. It was set in like 2006. Oh, uh, yeah. Yeah. It was like 2005, 2006. Yeah, sort of harking back to... Well, um, <laughs> the South Park sort of did it with the sort of treatment of um, uh, Britney Spears mm. when she was going... Crazy. Crazy. <laughs> and they're sort of, yeah. <laughs> sure, it's a payday, but it's an invasion of privacy. Yeah. That seemed, the 2000s seemed to be a real peak for that yeah. so, so, sort of toxicity amongst the media with the celebrities and chasing them down and things. They learnt nothing after Princess Diana. Anyway. <laughs> Still don't. <laughs> Still don't. Still don't. Um, when they were chasing after uh, Harry and Meghan through, <laughs> through America. Bloody hell. Anyway, um, but yeah, it was it was cool. It was really cool. Um, my the, 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 my favorite thing about it was the fact that they um, used 
my favorite song by Muse, Supermassive Black Hole, um, <laughs> in a pivotal part of the episode. I was like, oh, that's that, that's really cool. So yeah, so that was random as hell, but I, I enjoyed it. And now I've got, I think, one more episode left of the new season, and then I'm done with that. They, they only had five or six. It's only five. Yeah. Yeah, so I've got one more. One of them, yeah, the one that I watched last week about the um, astronauts with Aaron Paul and Josh Hartnett, that was 80 minutes long. So, whereas this one was 40 minutes. Oh. So it's, yeah, it's weird. It's weird. <laughs> um, but anyway, it's good stuff. Uh, let's see, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. continuing. I'm in season three now. We watched the first five episodes of that. So that was freaking awesome. Um, I'm trying to remember who, yeah. Like, it's it's so great rewatching this and just going, oh, I remember this character, I remember this character, I know what's going to happen here. And then <laughs> my friend Sarah's just sitting over there saying, why are you like this? I'm like, you did this to me when we watched Avatar, all right? You can shut up. Um, <laughs> <laughs> no, you shut up. <laughs> <laughs> this is payback. Um, yeah, so that's just, just been, yeah, the best time and just, you know, being reminded of how great that show was. Um, so that's awesome. And then speaking of great shows, apart from the things we're going to talk about later on, uh, yeah, uh, up to date on uh, what we do in the shadows. Yes. Yes. Watch that as well. Watch that as well. Enjoy. Yeah. Yes. 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 I was. I was going to uh, say in the um, yes the medium uh, uh, or introducing my name because I always change it each week. Yes. Um, uh, I am the king of bums. <laughs> king of bottoms. King of bottoms. <laughs> Laszlo is the best. Just every week. <laughs> oh my god. Um, yeah, it was a great episode. This is probably my favourite one out of the three, I think. Just because it was just chaotic as all get out. <laughs> and, you know, it's nice to see shows trying to bring Rule 34 to life. <laughs> <laughs> With that insanely bizarre uh, sex scene at the end. That just ha- had me yep. going, what the yeah. fuck? It didn't involve everyone, but... Almost everyone. Almost everyone. <laughs> I mean, Laszlo just just walked out. It's like, no, no. No, no, Nando. Laszlo was in, involved, remember? Le- it was Guillermo and... Guillermo. Yeah, Guillermo was like, nope, don't need to see that. <laughs> I, always, I always know him as Gizmo. Yeah, Gizmo, for yeah. For some reason. Yeah, well, I wonder why. <laughs> Uh, yeah, no, it was it was it was great. It was good to kind of see the Gizmo storyline <laughs> progress, uh, finding out some things about him in this episode, and um, and and the fact that they want to do a uh, a pride parade through Staten Island, and how gloriously disastrous it was, and just hilarious. And then Nandor just being like, "I'm going to go to space, space, <laughs> space." <laughs> <laughs> and then somehow didn't die on re-entry. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I always thought that yeah, vampires were flammable, but apparently not in this 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 uh, mythos. That's, <laughs> yeah. that's fine. The vampires you can do it. You can do what you want with them. Um, yeah. Yes. But anyway, so that was a fantastic episode. I really, I really enjoyed it. And uh, yeah, I can't wait. I don't know how many episodes we've got left, but um, are they doing ten? This thing is ten. Usually. Usually ten, yeah. yeah so yeah. we've got like six or seven to go. So seven. Anyway, can't wait. Uh, shall we get in now to the week that was in the nerdy news? Yeah. We shall. This is the news in nerdy news. The nerds that talk about the nerdy news. That is us who talk about the news that is nerdy. 
And now the queen of nerdydom, the hostess with most s, Kendall Richardson. Take it away, Kendall. Alright, it's nerdy news time and uh, we have to start off the news by getting sad for a couple minutes because uh, we lost an icon of the music industry this week. Tony Bennett has passed away at the age of 96, which is insane. Mm. Such a long, long life. Um, he performed for 80 years, uh, his career, um, from the time he was a teenager singing in, in, in bars and clubs and, and things and then making a career out of it and becoming one of the most iconic and legendary crooners of the 20th century and into the 21st century. You know, he kept working almost up until his uh, his death and um, even though he had Alzheimer's towards the end um, and, yeah, just, you know, reaching multiple generations. Um, it's pretty pretty impressive and insane. Um, I'm a big fan, of course, of Lady Gaga, so I loved uh, the collaborations that he did with her. They did a couple of albums together and uh, I think a residency in Vegas or something as well. Like, they were just beautiful. Um, nice to see, like, you know, the fact that she's she's like our age, basically, and he's, you know, as old as he is and they're just, they feel like old souls that have just connected and, <laughs> and had, a, had a prosperous uh, partnership, so... Very sad though to, to see that that's now come to an end. But um, but yeah, um, what can you say about him? He had an incredible voice. Um, yeah, he just yeah was just amazingly talented and by all accounts uh, an incredible person. Um, that's going to be missed by a lot of people. So um, yeah, uh, it's it's very sad. But uh, he lived an incredible life. So um, yes, 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 yes. Fulia. Do you have any thoughts or, 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 or things you, you would like to say about the late, great Tony Bennett? Yeah, it is really sad um, to hear the news that he passed away. Um, I, I enjoyed some of the music that he brought out as well. Um, it's, it's very sort of bluesy jazz type of music and um, very soulful as well. Uh, so it was, you know, his, his music will definitely live on for a very long time. Um, and yeah, it's just, a just, a you know, sad, sad loss. Um, may you rest in peace now. Yes. Well said. Well said. Mm. Michael, what about you? Yeah. Um, I do enjoy the old, uh, lounge like music every now and again, just to debrief, uh, maybe have a cognac, you know, <laughs> that sort of thing. And yeah. And his voice is phenomenal. Um, uh, probably the first time I got introduced to Tony Bennett is probably The Simpsons, of course. Oh, of course, yeah. 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 <laughs> when he sings his rendition of Capital City. Yeah. Um, and does a, a cameo as well. So, mm -hmm. hey, look, kids, it's Tony Bennett. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, so he definitely will be missed. Um, and a big bucket of wind, 96. Uh, same mm -hmm. age as my great-grandfather. Oh, wow. Yeah, so, yeah. There you go. Yeah, yeah, he'll 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 be missed, and definitely. There's not many like prominent lounge singers anymore, so it's a bit, no. bit sad, bit sad. Yeah, I think he's the last of one of the last of a dying breed. Mm. I think sadly, mm. but um, but yeah, he's gonna miss, be remembered forever. Yeah, I miss going to piano bars. <laughs> Just dressing up and go to piano bars. Yeah, have a cocktail. Have a cocktail and be crooned. Mm. <laughs> what? Be cr crooned at. Crooned. 
Is that not? I'm probably. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just making up words now. Um, but aren't all words made up? <laughs> Touche. Speaking of made up words, our next item in the news. Let's lift things a bit. Um, obviously, this week Comic Con, San Diego Comic Con, is happening, but you wouldn't know it because there's not a lot happening. Um, lots of little bits of announcements here and there, of course. You know, if you're a fan of The Walking Dead, you're probably pretty happy to hear that those spin offs have been renewed and, uh, you know, Harley Quinn season four got a trailer. Yeah, I saw that. Which is pretty exciting. Um, and a bunch of other stuff. Um, but the thing that had my attention the most um, was the fact that finally, <laughs> after what feels like forever, I don't even remember when season one came out. It was 2020 or yeah, 21? Somewhere, yeah. Yeah, ages ago now. Um, Invincible is returning at last to uh, Prime Video. Um, we got a release date of the 3rd of November and a trailer, a teaser trailer, uh, which didn't really show too much, obviously, uh, but that's fine. I'm, I'm totally happy to go in kind of blind on this, but I'm really excited to see where they take the story because I haven't read the graphic novels at all, the comics, I don't know any of it um and that's fine um because it's produced by robert kirkman who yeah who he, wrote the, he wrote it yeah so i'm not too stressed about accuracy and missing the out on things i suppose he's but, all good yeah. yeah he's all good he's a bit like a like neil gaiman mm. like into it and and having a an opportunity to make a different adaptation of your own works so. yes yeah 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 absolutely um but yeah i think i might have to rewatch season one yeah. To same. refresh. Just because I do remember the intense ending of season one. It was freaking amazing. Think, Mark! <laughs> but, um, yeah, just just the the big takeaway, I think, from this teaser trailer was just the, the list of names. Stacked. Like, the definition of stacked cast. Like, I can't even with this. I'm not even going to attempt to read everyone's names because there's too many highlights, too many standouts, and we'd be here all day. But, holy fuck. Um, but of course you've got Stephen Yun and Sandra O oh returning, uh, in the leads, uh, along with Julian Jacobs. And of course, as the trailer points out, J.K. Simmons. <laughs> with his own, his own card. <laughs> with his own card. He gets his own card. Because <laughs> J.K. fucking Simmons. And he has the last line. He gets the last line of the trailer too. My Ooh. God. Yeah. Yeah. It's great. You should have died at birth. <laughs> what a way to end a trailer. Jesus. <laughs> uh, Omni-Man. Aren't you just the best? Anyway. Who's now a playable character in Mortal Kombat. Yeah. That and a uh, couple of... And Peacemaker. And Homelander. And, and Homelander. And, yeah. Jesus. They're all shifting over. <laughs> it's exciting for the Mortal Kombat fans. Um, yeah, I don't really have a lot to say about Invincible. Um, other than that, I'm really freaking excited that it's finally coming, so... When's that? It's like a couple of months from now. Um, three months for now. Three, just over three months. Yeah. Yeah. Worth waiting for. Um, Fulia, I know you haven't watched uh, <laughs> this show. This is, it, it is an animated show, but it's, it's a very, it's a violent animated show. Uh, I highly recommend you watch it, but I don't know how much you'll enjoy it. Well. Yes. <laughs> After watching the season two trailer and knowing uh -huh. who's coming in terms of voices, um, I've kind of added it onto my watch list. 
Yes. When you say watch, you mean like this. Like yeah. I know. I saw the rating. I know what I'm going to be expecting. But I, I'm, I'm going to go in with a bit more of an open mind. And, Good. And just watch it for what it is. And if after the first episode, because I noticed the episodes are very long. I thought they were going to be like 30 minutes. No. <laughs> They're a lot longer than that for an animated <laughs> show. And I'm like, okay. That's what uh, I'm saying. Is that long? Mm. Yeah. So, uh, I'm going to give it a go. If I don't like what I see after the first maybe one or two episodes, then I'll probably drop off. But I'm gonna, I'm gonna try. I'm gonna yeah, try. Yeah, you'll probably finish at the first episode. <laughs> we'll see. Probably. We'll see. probably. It's a bit like the boys. If you yeah. don't make it through the first episode, then. No, no, no. I don't know. Yeah. Look, you might you might be surprised. I might be surprised that I might actually get through the maybe this whole season being that it is animated, but I don't know. We'll we'll, we'll find out real. once I get around to it. <laughs> it's not real. <laughs> yes. Well, yeah, you know, I mean, yeah. I'm a, I'm very excited that you're giving it a go. That's that's wonderful. Oh, I look forward to that quickie review. <laughs> <laughs> First season. First season. Let's do it. Um Cool, Michael. Um, are you excited? I'm excited. I really enjoyed the first uh, season mm-hmm. uh, as a whole, mm-hmm. and where the story story is going. Because uh, yeah, I really enjoy it, and it's uh, it was a nice little surprise as well. Because I wasn't sure what what was going to happen. Because after seeing the first uh, trailer like ages ago, uh, it it sort of felt like um, yeah, it's just a, a a superhero with uh, uh, teaching, uh, being a father, te- teaching the son, and then yeah, and then and then, and then you first and you first watch the first episode. It's like oh, oh, okay, <laughs> that's where the story's going. Okay, yeah, <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay, yeah. That first episode ends in fantastic manner it completely redirects of what your expectations is yeah subversion yes if you will but but after seeing the second uh, season trailer you probably have a little inkling of what's going to happen for leo so a tiny one it's all right (laughs) 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 but yeah so very good uh animation and unfortunately yeah the uh uh the writing is very good and unfortunately with uh being the strike happening um animation writing is not the same as uh like live action writing so unfortunately uh people uh people who do the animation um aren't part of the the uh the writers guild of america uh mm-hmm. which is a shame because it all takes uh, all goes back to like walt disney basically it's like uh, where they they wanted to be like part part of the writers guild, but Disney says oh, that's all right. I'll make uh, uh, I'll make my own guild because it's all animation and it's all part of that. So yeah, it doesn't doesn't really work with that. So <laughs> no. so that's why so that's why you're uh, we're getting to know a, a bit more animation stuff uh, coming out like with Harley Quinn. Uh, as well as uh, Masters of the Universe as well got um, announced as well of who's going to be here. Like, there was a sort of a panel. 
oh, cool. happening as well. Uh, which I, I listened to Fat Man Beyond uh, when it came out when they did their little thing. Their Comic Con yeah. episode. Yeah. Oh, it's, it's already been. It's already up. Or it's. I don't know. I, or did I you watch the? You watch I watched the stream? live. Ah, oh, sweet. Nice. I say watch. I listen to it while I'm at work. So. Yes. <laughs> so yeah, and and that was a bit fun uh, as well. Um, mm. I do recommend that that uh, that episode because Mark uh, actually goes into the sort of history of it and what sort of uh, differences between writing for uh, for things that aren't named because <laughs> he's he's not under contract or anything mm. like that, mm-hmm. and writing for um, uh, Masters of the Universe. And it's pretty much uh, very contrast difference between between them, so I would recommend like listening to that to get a, a, a fair a fair deal of what what's happening. So yeah, nice. Uh, yeah, um, pay your writers, and I'm enjoying this content. Yeah. Uh, but. But the uh, SAG AFRA ha- hasn't hasn't done a uh, consumer uh, boycott yet or consumer strike as well. So we can talk about this because we're we're an entertainment um, media organisation and we're talking about stuff. Mm-hmm. Not this, and we are making it clear that we um, uh, solidarity for the for the strike. So. Yes, absolutely. So take that as you will. Mm-hmm. Uh, we are not scabs, and we will not no. get. And as I'm speaking, um, sort of speaking for myself here, but but if we are to get money to promote anything, uh, we will not do it. Well, I will not do it. Uh, I will. I will. Uh, <laughs> I pay for this podcast, so I'm I'm the head. head guy, <laughs> we're not going to do it. Yeah. So so yeah. Just to make things absolutely clear, crystal clear. Yes, crystal mm. clear. Great. Excellent. Yes. Excellent. Love it. Thank you, Mike. I love it. Um, all right. So to round up the nerdy news, we've got a couple of bits of gaming news that I'm just I'm going to briefly touch on because it's Spider-Man related, and then I'm just going to throw to Fulia because <laughs> she's queen of gamedom. <laughs> um, yes. So um, yeah, one cool thing uh, you know that came out of Comic Con is the fact that uh, Sony Gaming uh, were actually there. PlayStation, uh, and they announced a couple of really cool things to do with the upcoming Spider-Man 2 that's going to be releasing on the 20th of October, one of the biggest games of the year, no doubt. Um, so the first thing was a, a PS5 that is themed to Spider-Man 2 uh, with a controller, uh, and that's going to be coming out before the game launches on the 1st of September, um, which is very, very interesting. Uh, and then they also put out a trailer um, that a lot of people lost their shit over, uh, which is which is great. Uh, I haven't had a chance to actually watch that trailer yet, but because I, I kind of don't want to, because I kind of have one of my friends badgering me to play the first game, <laughs> um, <laughs> so I don't really want spoilers. Maybe I don't know if there's any spoilers in this trailer. There probably are. Um, and but yeah, I'm probably going to end up watching a playthrough to be honest like I did with Last of Us because yeah. I'm that bitch. The real experience. <laughs> the real experience. <laughs> yes. <clears throat> but yeah. Uh, yeah. Really cool to see uh, Spider-Man get some love uh, in some form at, at Comic-Con this year. So uh, Fulia do you have any uh, any kind of deeper thoughts? Any I just kind of scratched the surface there. Are you did you play the first game? Are you, are you looking forward to this at all if you did or? 
I have started playing it um, and I'm only maybe, I don't know, probably a, a quarter or a third of the way through the main story of the game. Um, but I have seen um, other friends actually play through the whole thing. So I do know the story. So I have seen the playthrough. I know the story. Um, Spider-Man 2 is looking interesting. Um, and I don't know if I can say it's going to be a direct sequel. Um, but it still has um, two of the characters from the first Spider-Man. Um, namely Peter and, and Miles. Uh, but there's also going to be some extra characters um that are going to be shown in um including someone very symbiotic uh <laughs> oh yes Ven venom's in this yes. stereophonic mm. <laughs> <Stereophonic>. <laughs> um but yeah no i am i'm probably going to be sort of similar to you kendall in the sense that i'm probably going to be watching through the gameplay of others playing it um mm -hmm. just because i'm not like the biggest spider-man fan myself so even though I like I was enjoying playing through the first game and I will eventually get around to going back and finishing it off, um, including the Miles Morales uh, storyline as well. But I don't know whether I'm, I'm not going to be able to get to that point day one because I got like a backlog of other games that I've been playing, yes. so, <laughs> including one Final Fantasy 16, which is, you know, taking up my time um so i'll be playing that for a while yes with your, with your boyfriend yeah, yeah my dead boyfriend <laughs> i can relate to that one you have a dead boyfriend his name is loki anyway oh <laughs> Um, but yeah, so in regards to the, the news that came out of um, San Diego Comic-Con, so the, um, the theme PS5 bundle, um, which is going to be um, the console itself plus the controller, the design, I've seen the design, it looks good, it really does, and I'm very happy for you know Spider-Man fans who are very excited about it. For me, I feel like it's a little too simple. Um, I, I feel like it could have, you know, the design could have been a little bit more elaborate, especially being that it is Spider-Man, but I get where they're going with the design being that it's like a, a Venom sort of a takeover sort of thing. Cause it's literally just a black PlayStation with a splash of red and the Spider-Man logo. That's I'm just it. Gonna, um, I'm just going to look it up. Yeah. And the, and the controllers essentially, the controller is exactly the same. Um, in that sense as well. So I feel like the design could, like, oh. this is my personal opinion. I know a lot of people out there are really excited and really love the design. Um, but for me, it just looks a bit too simple. It could have been a little bit better. Um, and especially if they're going down the route of creating custom plates for the PlayStation, because not only can you get you don't if you've already got a PlayStation you don't have to go out of your way to buy another one just for this they do have the custom plates available separately um as part of the um as part of the release so if you've already got a PlayStation you can just buy the plates for the covers for your PlayStation oh, um cool. and you can also buy the controller the DualSense controller separately as well if you want an extra one and they'll be available for all of the PlayStation. So both of the PlayStation 5 editions. So for the digital and for the disc edition. But 
yeah, just in my opinion, the design could have been a little better, I think. Um, it's just yeah. a bit too simple. Yeah, but I think I can see I what you mean. Yeah, but maybe, maybe it's maybe it's sort of like the start of these, you know, these custom designs. Because we're not... PlayStation hasn't really re- released anything. And I know... So with the... When Final Fantasy 16 was released, Japan were the only ones that got the custom design covers of Final Fantasy 16. No one else gets them. So you have to be right. in Japan to get those. Um, unfortunately, mm. no one else around the world was able to get those design plates. And they looked amazing too. Um, so I kind of wish it was a thing. But I suppose this is a good start for you know Sony coming out with more designs for other you know first party games maybe um like for instance you know maybe a last of us one or um or uncharted or something like that um, halo <laughs> that's xbox <laughs> no 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 i want if i was to ever get like a playstation i would actually get it customized to be like a halo thing <laughs> A contradiction. Just for the meme. <laughs> Just for the meme. Do it for the meme. Because place so Xbox, Microsoft has been doing really well with their custom design controllers, and they've also been making one-off consoles um, for people to win, so they can win these, you know, limited edition consoles that they've made specifically for the purpose of being in a competition to win it. Um, like for instance, the Barbie one, like holy crap, that is the 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 Barbie Series S. Like, I'm not a fan of pink, but I would get that Series S. <laughs> if it's hot pink, possibly. <laughs> if it's just pink, it's bleh, hot pink. Bleh. It is a hot pink Series uh, S with its own little Barbie Dreamhouse stand for the Xbox. <laughs> that's ridiculous. It's insane, but it looks so cool. I would get an Xbox that's got, like, Mario jumping. <laughs> um, but, yeah, no, look, I, I hope I hope Sony brings out more of these sort of custom designs in the future because um, it looks... Because a, a lot of gamers, especially, you know, the, the Sony ponies are really... Sony ponies. That's what they call themselves. They call themselves oh God, Sony okay. ponies. <laughs> An offshoot of My Little Pony. <laughs> Um, they're very, they're very excited and they've, they've been calling out for, you know, custom designed plates for a very, very long time since the PlayStation 5 has been released and knowing that you can get, um, replaceable plates or covers, I should say for them like me, cause I got the blue ones, but yeah, I'd like to see some more custom designs. And in regards to the actual game itself, um, they released a cinematic trailer at Comic-Con um and i watched the trailer it looks very interesting um there's you know the story looks like it's going pretty dark and there's one i feel like there's a there's a harry oswald in there too osborne osborne sorry (laughs) (laughs) i knew it was oz something (laughs) see i'm not a bit see you can tell i'm not a true i'm not a true spider-man fan but you know (laughs) i'm a casual fan Yeah, but um, the cinematic trailer looks pretty cool, so definitely check it out um, when you can. Um, but yeah, no, Spider-Man fans are eating well this year. Very well. <laughs> Spider-Pie. Spider-Pie. Yeah. Nice. 
Nice. Um, Michael, well, firstly, thank you for that for you. That was wonderful. That's all right. Um, <laughs> thank you, thank you. Um, uh, Michael, do you have any, any thoughts on, uh, on, on, on this? Don't, uh, don't have a PS5. Don't know, haven't played Spider-Man. Not going to play with Spider-Man because don't have a PS5. Circle logic. <laughs> okay, so with that being said, um, would you be the type of person to go out of your way to buy this limited edition console? If I wanted a PS5? Yes. Tempting. But I'm more, I'm more about the specs than the um, overall overall shell. I mean, if... If it came with, like, the first game, like, built in. Actually, now that you mention that, I did forget to say that the Spider-Man 2 bundle will come with the digital download of Spider-Man 2. Oh. Well, that's, yeah, but that's, so how does it work then if it comes so, out? Yeah. Even though, it's be, even though it's being released on the 1st of September, you won't be able to play the game until the actual release date of the game. Right. Back. So you can so you can pre-download it. So you input the code, uh, the right. redemption so you code. Can, you can set it and up, and it'll it'll set it up. But you won't be able to install and play it until the twentieth of October. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Gotcha. Yeah. Mm, the wonders of technology. Yeah. Yeah. But I can play the Spider-Man on Steam. I know that. Yeah, cool. yeah, you can. So, yes, the first Spider-Man is available to play on PC. Great. Yeah, so for those that... of you who don't have a PS5 console or a PS4 because that's where originally you started, yeah. um, you can you can play you can play the first Spider-Man game on on PC. It's available on Steam. I don't think Spider-Man 2 will come to PC as soon as it's been released. I feel like that's going to be a bit of a wait. Um, yeah, they're going to keep it exclusive to the PlayStation for the moment. Yeah. Um, but eventually that'll come to PC as well, but probably not for the first year, I'd say. Yes. Yeah. Great. Yeah. But I have to start playing. I actually bought the um, uh, Guardians of the Galaxy game. I just haven't played it yet. Oh. Cool. Yeah, same. <laughs> All right. Well, I think that might be time to move out of the news. What shall we say? Yes. <laughs> yes. All right. Uh, Nerdy News is done, which means it's time to roll on up to the trailer park. Rolling up to the trailer park where we all park all the trailers. Yeehaw. Alright, trailer park time and we're kicking it off with something marvellous. Interplanetary, planetary, intergalactic, intergalactic, planetary. Sorry, I should do the voice. <laughs> I've had Beast Boys all through my head today. I love it. I love it. Um, yes, yeah, so we got another trailer, our second trailer for The Marvels. Um, you know, even though uh, there's no pre- presence of Marvel Studios at San Diego, they still managed to sneak in some kind of uh, promotion somehow, um, which is really cool. And uh, yeah, um, it's a great trailer. Uh, I'm like I, I, of course, I'm watching this. Like it's, I have stated many times, I have, I'm legally obligated to buy blood to watch these movies. Um, <laughs> but no, I'm genuinely excited for this one. I'm I, again, I'm trying to temper my expectations 
a little bit, but these trailers look good. They look fun. Like, the, the stories of set over Man Volani being the biggest nerd of all time just make my heart sing. Um, and, you know, the fun that they look like they're having on screen. Also, I'm just consistently living for the fact that the villain in this movie is Zoe Ashton, who is Tom Hiddleston's fiance and baby mama. Um, <laughs> so, <laughs> two villains in the Hiddleston household in the MCU, and I adore it. And they will never meet. You're never the twain shall But I actually am, am really curious to get to know her character just in general because, you know, she's obviously a, a Cree and uh, connected in some way to Ronan the Accuser, uh, I would say. Um, and, uh, you know, because she seems to kind of hail from his zealot faction, um, carrying the same staff mallet thing that he did and... She's got some buddies that are, you know, wearing the the paint and the, the outfits that he did as well. So, um, and she's pissed. Captain Marvel has fucked some shit up for her. So, um, she's going to have some uh, scores to settle by the, by the look of it. Um, and I'm curious to see how powerful she is only because the fact she has Captain Marvel, um, Photon and bloody Miss Marvel going up against her. Like, that's they're three incredibly powered people. And I suppose... Like having the advantage of screwing with their light-based powers, as we learn in this trailer, uh, is clearly how she has the one up on them. Um, but I, I'm I'm excited to see how it's all going to play out. But also really kind of cool to see the bangle come back into into things. Um, you know, because we had that introduced in Miss Marvel and talking about interdimensional energies and whatnot and, and so I, yeah, I have so many questions and I can't wait to have them answered. This is a great trailer, so much fun. I'm okay with the fact that they used the same song again because they did use it a little bit differently. Um, uh, and it's just a great song, Intergalactic. A, yeah, it's just a bop. It is a huge bop. It's a banger. Um, yeah. It's one of the best Beastie Boys songs, if you ask me. And they've got a lot of great ones, uh, of course. But, um, but yeah. Uh, and then, you know, I still just want to know, my last question before I throw to Fulia is... Uh, is this set after Secret Invasion or before? Hmm. I, I want that question answered most of all. Um, yeah, it looks amazing. I can't wait. Fulia. Yes. What did you think? What did you think? Ooh, I am excited for this. <laughs> <laughs> um, out of the three trailers we're discussing today, this is my favorite one. Same. Um, and yeah, we um, we get to see Carol Danvers again. Absolutely love it. Um, and Monica Rambo, and of course, Kamala Khan. Ah, they're all coming together. <laughs> um, and I love that her, I love that her character is also like fangirling over the fact that she gets to meet Carol I Tenet. know, it's the best. <laughs> it's like, are we going to team up? <laughs> <laughs> We're on a team. <laughs> and Flurkins! Flurkins! All they're of the Flurkins. So many Flurkins. Um, and of course, the the main flurkin, Gingy flurkin, <laughs> Goose, Goose, he's back. Goosey. Um, I, yeah, no, I'm I'm very excited for where this story goes. Um, and you know, Dar Ben, I think is the Zoe Ashton's character. Oh. Um, she yeah looks very badass. <laughs> Super badass. Uh, yeah. So I am very, very curious to know where, like, what her motives are, what's, 
what's happening and just, you know, the overall story of these three Marvels coming together. Um, and, yeah, just that shot we got towards the end in that trailer of all three of them working together. Yeah, and that was sick. Oh, man, I can't wait. I can't wait for those action sequences. They're going to be so much fun. Um, and poor poor Kamala just like, oh, yeah, I can show you my power. And then like, wait, no, no, no. <laughs> Ends up falling from the sky. <laughs> <laughs> oh, goodness. Um, yeah, she's got a lot of learning to do. And I feel like a lot of that's going to come out like she's she's going to learn a lot in this particular film. We're going to see her grow and she's definitely the next generation of superheroes. So yeah, this is going to be, this is going to be good. Yes. Yeah. That's very well said. Very well said. Thank you, Fulia. Um, Mike, what did you make of this trailer? Um, yeah, there's not really much difference from the first one to this one. So yeah, it's probably the it's probably the the added story story arc of uh, how the relationship between the the good guy and the bad guy so so sort of set in stone of uh, something to do with the bangles and something to do something to do with the ten rings as well because they sort of drop drop that in the uh, Miss Marvel TV show as well as well as that's where the bangles sort of came from so it's interdimensional sort of stuff mm. uh yeah this is this is, this is an average um, marvel movie i can't really get too excited um because i'm you know i might i might be disappointed but yeah i'm i'm Coming to terms with with the sort of Marvel stuff, it's like you, you can't really be too hyped. No, no, not anymore. You're not th- thinking it's like, oh, this is going to be the best thing. It's like, no, it's going to be an added story within the overall arcing Marvel stuff of what they're going to do. But it should be also like a good standalone because we haven't seen these characters in a while, um, uh, especially with Carl Danvers, uh, mm. and she hasn't been around since the end of Shang Chi. Yeah, that was the last time we saw her, and she still had short hair then. Mm. But now her hair's grown out. But then again, that was two years ago. So Yeah, continuity of hair. <laughs> Who knows? Who knows? Who knows? Who knows? It's a Marvel movie. Who cares? <laughs> <laughs> they all wear wigs anyway. <laughs> they all wear wigs. <laughs> Do you wear wigs? Do you wear wigs? <laughs> uh, I love that. I love that. <laughs> <laughs> interview between Danny Boyd and, and Elijah Wood. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Bi- uh, Billy Boyd. Uh, Billy no, Boyd. no, wait. Don't make no, it's Dominic Monaghan, isn't it? Isn't, isn't, it, isn't yeah. it Mary that does it? Yes. Yeah, Mary. Yes. Dominic Monaghan. Yes. Do you wear wigs? <laughs> Do you wear wigs? Have you ever wore wigs? Are you going to wear wigs? Are you wigs? going to? <laughs> uh, those the boys. Best. Those the boys best. are funny. So funny. <laughs> I need to listen to their podcast again. <laughs> I keep forgetting. Yeah. Anyway. Anyway, Gold Leader. Yes. Um, Marvels. Marvels. It's coming out. It's coming sometime. out at some point. We're not. We're not going to disclose. We're not going to. We, we don't promote uh, Disney stuff. But it's. It's. I will say it's coming out in November. Mm. That's about all I can say. She's by herself. 
Uh, Kendall Richardson does not speak for uh, podcast code Fred. Uh, yeah. <laughs> oh, you want to be a writer, do you? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, my mistake. <laughs> whoopsie poopsie. Yeah, whoopsie poopsie. All right, let's move on to our next trailer, shall we? Um, this is uh, our second trailer as well for this one. Um, it's the third in the series of Kenneth Branagh Hercule Poirot movies. And this is A Haunting in Venice. Um, I, I'm going to keep this brief just because I really want to hear Paulia's reaction to this trailer because I don't know if she's going to even course. watch this movie. <laughs> well, uh, she has surprised us. Saying... She has. She wants to watch Invincible. Yeah, yeah. She, could, can, she could surprise us yet. Um, yeah, anyway, this, this uh, I kind of actually like want to watch this. Like, um, the fact that it's combining crime with horror is something that I've, you know, it's two things that I'm interested in. Mm. Um, so that makes me a bit more interested in watching this as opposed to the previous ones. I still haven't seen Murder on the Orient Express. How dare you? Came out, I know, that movie came out like five, six years ago, so mm. I need to lift my game. Or Death on the Nile. I, I did see Death on the Nile. Um, and that was okay. Um, <laughs> the first one's it, good. I've heard, yeah, I heard the first one was quite good. Yeah, I need to watch it. Um, but no, this looks really interesting. I, I, I'm here for the horror elements. I'm here for the creepiness of it. Um, you know, it, wondering who's been murdered, who's the murderer. Uh, you know, are the ghosts real or is there... I'm expecting it to be a trick of some kind. I'm expecting this to be one of those movies where they, you go in as a skeptic, it makes you a believer... And then it sends you back into being a skeptic again by yeah. the end. Like, there's going to be some kind of twist where it's like, well, actually, they're not, <laughs> they're not ghosts. There's no demons. There's no none of it. It's all fake. Yeah, sort of like like uh, Arthur Conan Doyle doing Hound of Baskervilles. Yeah. Has mm-hmm. uh, like, oh, it's a real dog. It was like, yes, it is a real dog, but there's no like supernatural element. And it sort of shakes Shakespeare, uh, Shakespeare, <laughs> Sherlock. It sort of shakes Sherlock's. Um, uh, like uh, belief. I was gonna say belief system. Yeah, yeah. belief system. Mm-hmm. And you can sort, and you sort of sort of see that with the different uh, adaptations of uh, Sherlock. So it does mm. does sort of shake shake him to the core. It's like it's like oh my god, what I saw was I can't I can't believe my own eyes. And, yeah, and all yeah. That. And it turns out it's like no, nah, it's just just a guy trying to get uh, kill other people. That's pointless. Uh, and and using uh, using a giant da- giant hound, yeah, yeah. For, for the process, mm-hmm. yeah. So, yeah. So what you're saying is, M Night Shyamalan ripped off Arthur Conan Doyle. Well, bit. essentially everyone has. Yeah, so. I suppose it's a bit of a trope now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, especially when like uh, Sherlock, not Shakespeare, <laughs> Sherlock is in the public. Well, they're both in the public domain, so you can yeah. sort of see the connection. So them. Saying so, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, it's it looks interesting. I'm I'm here for Michelle Yeoh, um, for sure. She's wonderful. This is a, a great cast, and uh, I am a fan of Kenneth Branagh. So um, I I reckon I'll be watching this. Uh, now the question is, Miss Fulia Cantabachi, will you be sitting in the cinema <laughs> in a dark cinema with no lights and watching this movie? <laughs> Well, it's a good good way to actually watch movies in the mm. dark. And, yeah, I know. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's the way most people do. Okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Where do I begin? All right. Uh... <laughs> 
<laughs> it is very creepy. I don't know why they had to go the creepy route with the horror and the thriller and the... <laughs> but... I have to watch this. <laughs> I, I have I, I, to watch this. Like, like you, like you with the Marvels, with the with the MCU. This is me with Hercule Poirot <laughs> and my murder mystery movies. I yeah, I have to watch. <laughs> but I don't think I'll be able to watch this on my own. No, I'll go with you. <laughs> I'm gonna need someone to hold my hand. I will hold your hand for you. <laughs> yep, I'll so, be the, the McCartney to your Lennon. Um. They, so yeah, pretty much the answer is yes. I will be watching this, but I'm going in <laughs> freaking out, yeah. <laughs> scared. At least you know what to core. expect. Yeah. It's not real. It's not real. Contextually and. Look, here's my here's my thought process. I'm hoping that the trailer is just making out to have it look creepy and scary and horror like. I'm just hoping that when we go when I go in and watch the actual movie, that it won't be as bad as what the trailer's portraying. <laughs> we shall see. I don't know. Random we shall see. Yeah. Um, like, I. It's a murder mystery movie. I it's Kenneth Brenner. It's you know, there's a, a great cast in this. I yeah, I'm I am intrigued by the mystery of the story. The horror part of it is the thing that's kind of turning me away, but I'm going to push through it. <laughs> like the lead. Hmm? Like the lead character is to push through the scariness to actually get down to business. Mm. Mm. Yeah. So, I'll probably come out of that cinema white as a ghost, but <laughs> I'll I'll be watching it. <laughs> Good. Good to hear it. Mm. Good to hear it. Um, that's great. That's great. Um, <laughs> all right, Michael, what did you think of this? Uh, yeah, I do enjoy the fact that... Uh, uh, I have seen all the trailers. I haven't seen any of the movies. Uh, How dare you even more? <laughs> I, <laughs> they're all on a stream service, so I'll probably wait until this is on a particular streaming service. <sighs> That's going to be... What? Go on. <laughs> <laughs> if we want, If we want to do a thing about it then okay I will because meh. movie marathon movie marathon three <laughs> I mean I've done it before of of a franchise that I haven't seen I watched all the Rockies and Creeds and then watched watch Rocky uh, Creed 3 so it has been done before uh, and they're all accessible to me so I don't know maybe <laughs> but uh, going back to my original point of I'm enjoying the fact that uh, it seems like they're going to change it up like it's not just a murder mystery it's going to be a horror themed mm. of like uh, a different sort of element to the, uh, to the actual story so I do enjoy that I do enjoy that aspect and 
and I like the fact that these movies are sort of like ensemble casts of different like sort of stars as well mm, so, mm-hmm. you, so you get to have a taste of different sort of people like coming in and, and leaving because essentially that's what uh, Anthony Christie sort of sort of did it, it sort of had one particular uh, character that a recurring recurring character and then just different people like just pop up because yeah you need a body count and you also need yes <laughs> and you also need like the who done it sort of scenario because it can't be all Moriarty <laughs> <laughs> and yeah so it does look interesting and I and I do I do like me horror mm. um, but do I like a murder mystery horror aspect I've never se- really seen it before except mm-hmm. for Hounds of Baskervilles but mm. that's sort of a, a a mainstay so yeah yeah yeah, Grace. What do you reckon, Kevin? Fuck <laughs> around. Well, uh, <laughs> okay. Um, cool. Well, A Haunting in Venice is coming out this year at some point. I think it's September. Um, so, yeah. <laughs> I'm going to hold true to not get not, not, not Don't promote dates. it. Don't promote. Uh, don't promote. All right, let's get to our third and final trailer. Um, and this is a trailer that came out last week that didn't make the cut, um, but uh, we wanted to include it this time around. Yeah, before the strike. Before the strike. So what, we can tell people when this no, one comes out? No. Okay, all right, we can't. Fine. <laughs> <laughs> the internet exists, you can look it up. Um, this is the... Tra- <laughs> See that thing in your pocket? Use it. Yeah. This is the first trailer for Ridley Scott's Napoleon. Um, it looks epic as hell. Um I'm I'm really interested to watch this movie. I'm definitely going to be watching it. Um, like the budget on this thing must have been nuts because it's just the way they've recreated revolutionary France in in this and you know and other places like Egypt, um, <laughs> which was like okay, let's just fire at the pyramids. Um, no, that happened. Yeah, I, I figured it did. Yeah, yeah. Why do you think it doesn't have a nose? Yeah. <laughs> it's Napoleon's fault. Yeah. Napoleon's fault. God dang it. God dang it. Um, yeah, so, uh, yeah, as someone who's kind of, I've been, like, I, I don't know, sort of on and off fascinated with this part of, like, out of all of Fran- France's history, I suppose this time period, the late 1700s, early 1800s, where it switched from the old ways with Marie Antoinette and then into the new ways with Napoleon Bonaparte, um, it's very intense time in in France's history Mm. uh, and it's very very fascinating Um, so I'm excited to see that kind of play out um, on screen and uh, with someone like Joaquin Phoenix in the title role uh, you're going to be in for a thrilling performance and he looks like he's giving it um, as he usually does the only gripe I have Mm. Why does he have an American accent? Why do they all have British accents? I know. They should all have French accents, technically. You're right. Dude. Dude. <laughs> but I just, it just, it takes me out of it when it's, it's like when I was watching Medici and fucking Dustin Hoffman's doing his American <laughs> regular voice <laughs> and everyone around him is either British or Italian. Yeah, it's like Valkyrie with bloody Tom Cruise. <laughs> Being the only American, I mean, yeah, that one as well. It's another. It's just like, why? What's the decision in that? Is it like, is it like an actor being like, no, no, I'm not going to do this, or like they don't have the time or the budget to to get a, a dialect coach to come in 
and do stuff, or they just give zero fucks because it's Joaquin Phoenix and yeah. they can do whatever. Yeah, you're, you're casting for like the, the star aspect. You know? Yeah. If you were to do that, then you would hire a, a, a French actor. Mm. Gerard Depardieu. Yeah, he's too old. Yeah, he's too old now to do yeah. that. But he probably could have played Napoleon back then, although he is very tall. I think he has. Oh, he has? I think Ooh. I remem- remember seeing a, a, a cover for him doing me, that. Let me but Google that. Back in the day. Probably in, in the 90s, maybe. Yeah. Did Gerard Depardieu... Oh, we're, 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 we're doing the Google. I'm tonight. derailing the podcast. <laughs> Play Napoleon. And then I'm throwing over to Fulia because I've said all I need to say. Um, yeah, no, he did. There we go. Yep. Uh, in a mini series, I think. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, so you were right. Um, in 2002. Oh, yeah. Which also starred John Malkovich um, and Isabella Rossellini. Yeah. Nice. I always forget, is is John Malkovich is American? He is American, yeah. Mm-hmm. For some, ever since watching him in uh, Johnny English, I always thought he was French. <laughs> oh, really? Because <laughs> he plays a French guy. Oh, sure, of course. <laughs> <laughs> it's like because that was like my first like outing with yeah. John Malkovich. It's, yeah, well, there you go. That's going to inform your opinion, isn't it's it? It's like God damn it, God damn it. No, he's <laughs> he's, he's he's American. I yes, just checked. I am John Malkovich. <laughs> <laughs> um, but apart from apart from that, um, yeah, I, I can't wait to watch this. Um, yeah, I think it's going to be epic. Hopefully, it's not like four hours long, but we'll see. It will be. It, it's going to be a long one. It's definitely going to be a long one. They're going to take Ridley Scott's going to take his sweet ass time with napoleon in this um but anyway um fulia what do you think about this well to give you an idea imdb saying it's going to be a little over two and a half hours of this okay, movie that's not terrible mm. it's not long enough longer do it longer do it longer you coward <laughs> tell the real story yeah. uh, <laughs> You're bitching and moaning that no one saw your, your knights in shining armor critique and you complain that the new generation is just always on their phone. It's like, shut up. In uh, terms maybe of... because no one wanted to watch Ben Affleck and Matt Damon doing... I liked that movie. I think people were harsh on it for that... no reason. It wasn't amazing, but it was... <laughs> it was, it was amazing. It was, it was fine. Good. There were some incredible performances in it. Yeah. It was just a weird... Storytelling piece. Anyway, sorry, gold leader, Fulia, go, 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 go. <laughs> In terms of the uh, movie trailer itself, um, it was a long trailer, to be honest. Um, mm. They showed a lot. Uh, but the, uh, after watching through it, I'm like, I was like you with Kendall, with the, with the whole accent thing, because I was expecting a French accent or even a, an English one, at least. Because most of the time... That's where they usually go um, if they want to stick with the the whole, you know, speaking English in but the French. movie. <laughs> it's 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 the average accent usually. Yeah, the European accent. Is yeah, English, apparently. generally. Yeah. <laughs> but um, the fact that they didn't get Joaquin Phoenix to put on some form of accent, some form of European accent, it really it really threw me off whenever he spoke. Um, I just, yeah, mm. I, I wasn't like, I wasn't immersed into the, into the story. Yeah. It breaks when, the world a bit. Yeah. It was a bit, it was just jarring. Um, yeah. so, but the story itself about Napoleon, 
I'm not, I don't know if I'm really that interested, <laughs> to mm. be honest. Um, I'm not, I'm not a big history buff myself. So, How I don't do know. You learn? <laughs> if I feel like learning about him, I'll Google him. It's fine. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, yeah, like, I don't know that I'd be really that keen on watching this film. I don't think it's for me. So, no, um, but I mean, it, it looks interesting. Um, I just, yeah, just getting, just getting thrown off by the whole, you know, accent thing. And I know it shouldn't really be, that's only like a, a small tidbit to be honest, but yeah, like, you know, oh, well, can't help it. <laughs> <laughs> that's okay. Yeah. That's okay. Uh, Michael. Yes. Um, Hmm. What was I going to say? Uh, yeah, with the... it, I don't know what uh, premise this has, but um, one of the movies that Stanley Kubrick was going to do was Napoleon. Oh. And he, it was pretty much all set up to, to be done, but he didn't do it because reasons. And... And I'm guessing I'm I'm sort of loose threads here, maybe maybe because Stanley Kubrick's sort of being uh, uh, having his own sort of renaissance nowadays because he like especially with the Barbie movie like it it does start mm. off with uh, 2001: A Space Odyssey like we saw in the trailer yeah and and how his work has definitely uh, affected cinema. So maybe there's a connection there, but I could be clutching at straws, but I, I don't know. Um, and with Napoleon, I don't know much about Napoleon. I The only tidbit that I do know is the short man syndrome. It's full of shit. Yeah. Uh, he's just an average average guy height. Yeah. Uh, the only reason why is because he's defectors and all that sort of... It just... Just said, just put put it in. There's like, oh, we'll just make we'll just make everyone think he's he, he's small, he's tiny, and he's just an angry little man. And yeah, and and history says otherwise. So you do have to learn your history, Puglia, to actually <laughs> not to be fooled by the propaganda. <laughs> so yeah, um, that's all. That's all I know. Um, will I see it? I don't know. I don't have the streaming service for it, but uh, yeah, it, do- it definitely looks interesting, and I might watch it like once. I, I think it's just like a one and done. It's sort of like uh, Oppenheimer, really. Mm-hmm. Um, but Oppenheimer is just fucking deep, depressed, depressing, and yeah, yeah. But this one, it's just the life of uh, of uh, of Napoleon. Which mm-hmm. I don't know anything about, so it would be a nice jumping-off point to actually dive into if you're wanting to learn about Napoleon, and then you can work backwards to see how it's historically accurate or not. Mm. Except for the accents, we all know that. Yes. <laughs> Kendall, <laughs> thank you. Uh, Napoleon's coming out at some point. Yeah, sometime. Yeah, at some point, um, probably next year. All right, let's get to the meat. And uh, the meat of the show. <laughs> I don't know where I was going with that. Um, because now it's time for a clicky review.
quickie review. All three of us saw Barbie this week. Finally. Barbie. Barbie. Barbenheimer is upon us. And, uh, <laughs> you know, it's the cinematic showdown of Dwindle's cinematic showdowns. Not um, really. Yeah, not really. <laughs> um, <laughs> It's exciting. But uh, yeah, we all saw Barbie uh, on release day. I think you went Thursday as well, didn't you? Yes. Yeah. I watched Oppenheimer in the morning. Well, yeah. semi in the morning. And then Barbie at night. Yeah. Because I'm a sadist. <laughs> yeah. And I'm, I'm very do- expensive. I'm doing it. I'm doing that next week. Yeah. Both of them. So I can't, I can't wait to watch this again. <laughs> because this movie was fantastic. Um, I Yeah, I don't think we'll spoil too much. This will just be a quick roundup of our no. thoughts because uh, it's only just come out, and uh, there are some moments I would not want to ruin for anyone no. who hasn't seen it yet. Um, but basically, just to say that this film is just easily one of the best of the year. Um, it's yeah, it it exceeded my expectations. I think, uh, like I, you know, it I, the hype was definitely there, and it looked phenomenal. All the trailers and the promotion for it going in was was quite well done um but I, I i was there was a little bit of doubt in the back of my mind i was like is this gonna be is this gonna be as good as it thinks it's gonna be <laughs> you know uh and uh yeah that 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 turned out to be true um yeah it just blew my mind quite a bit it was it was so much fun um and the only one thing i will sort of spoil but it's not really i guess just to say is that we were in Barbie land more than I expected. <laughs> I thought this was going to be one of those fish out of water movies and it wasn't that. So it was a little, of course, but it wasn't to the degree I expected. So I was very thankful for that. Um, and yeah, Margot Robbie was brilliant, perfect, wonderful, usual, just exceptional self. Um, uh, America Ferrera delivered probably the greatest monologue of all time um, <laughs> that had <laughs> the girl sitting next to us in the cinema clicking and going yes <laughs> repeatedly <laughs> it was uh, it was amazing um, and uh, yeah Ryan Gosling uh, for, for best actor I just <laughs> yes <laughs> it would be highly ironic if he gets like the only gong for this, for this TV for this movie. He he might get the only acting one, but there are people calling calling for America Ferrera to get a supporting actress nod already. Mm. Um, uh, Margot might get a, an actress nod. I don't know. This film is. Wi- oh, I will call it now though. This film is winning production design. There is no competition, and it is winning costumes. Well, considering that um, the t- type of color of pink. That they hmm. painted the entire thing. There was a world worldwide, worldwide shortage. shortage of that pink. Yeah. And I can see why. You can see why. They used <laughs> literally every single drop of it. Um, yeah. Uh, I just, yeah. It was just so much fun. It was brilliant. There's so many great bits of dialogue. Like, one quote, and I'll tell Mike off air what it is, because I don't want to ruin it, because... I had to make myself stop laughing, like the whole, like the the cinema erupted in laughter, and I I clapped, and then everyone else stopped laughing, and I kept laughing. I'm like, oh shit, I need to stop. <laughs> I was, who said it? <laughs> I was I was enjoying myself way too much. Um, yeah, it's just so much fun. So I highly recommend people go and watch Barbie. It's yeah, it's. <laughs> And just the nostalgia too. Like my childhood came flooding back. I'm like, oh my god, I forgot about all this. Yep. I used to. I had. I had so many Barbies. 
when I was a kid. Oh my god. It was I nuts. only ever had one. You only ever had one? I only ever had, had one. You still had one. Doing better than me. <laughs> uh, yeah, without spoilers, I can't really say much else. Um, it was fantastic. I can't wait to see it again. Uh, Fulia, how how are you feeling about Barbie after a couple of days sitting with it? Man, Barbie was so much fun. <laughs> <laughs> that's all. It's that's that's probably the just the the gist of this whole movie. It was just fun, um, mm. but it also did touch on some very topical things and and they did it really well (laughs) they Mm. did it like and it was kind of like a a slap in the face kind of well as you know the way that they the delivered the dialogue for for the Mm. topic at hand um and my expectations were also you know exceeded with this movie it was yeah it was just the, the just the way it looked the fact that they could make a world look look realistic but fake at the same time. Uh, and the way that the characters act like actual Barbie dolls and Ken dolls and in this world. It's just the, their behaviors, are, is, it's amazing. And the, the tones in their voices when they speak is just hilarious and... It was so good, and and I loved I loved the whole concept of the fact that it was Barbie Land, and the real world, and it was, and the way they connected it too, so good. <laughs> mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I, I don't know, like you pretty much touched on everything <laughs> that I would have probably said, Kendall. I just, I I know I definitely want to see it again. Um, there was, hundred percent America. F- Ferreira, that monologue, brilliant, mm. delivered it exceptionally well, uh, and just the just the overall movie itself was. I just loved it so much. So I I'm definitely gonna try and see it one more time in the cinema. Um, but I feel like this movie will be, you know, in the cinema for quite some time. Um, and the one thing mm. that I, the one thing that I have noticed this particular week, release week, is that every time I went to work, people, I would see, like, I would see a lot of people wearing pink, <laughs> meaning they either went to see it or they're about to go see it. Yeah. <laughs> and it was amazing. Just every day I'd be at work or coming out of work and I'd just see people wearing like bits of pink in their in their outfits and you knew that they were going to see barbie um which was really cool the fact that a lot of people were you know dressing the part and just getting getting into the spirit of it and um yeah it was it was a good it was a good time i really enjoyed it nice yeah nice 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 michael hello hello as the resident cisgendered white male of the show hi hi how, how did this go with you Ooh, i have a voice too um, <laughs> um yeah uh when i when i watched it um one of the purposes of watching it because we uh because our eldest daughter wants to watch it as well because it's barbie and she's get uh, she's into barbies and and um it would be nice for her to like watch a movie, but I was going to go in and see if it's okay. Um, 
because uh, in the trailer they they definitely do a particular um, uh, joke, which is sort of very risque. But it's mm. it's one of those for for the adults and not for the for the kids. Mm. Um, yeah, so I was sort of canary in the coal mine. Um, and watching it, uh, I, I I definitely had the sort of feeling like when it when it started, it's like okay, what sort of movie is this? Because I didn't really. I didn't really get into the jive of it for uh, at the start. It was definitely a good setup, and yeah, I, I, I definitely enjoyed the uh, the um, uh, the opening, the uh, Stanley Kubrick opening. For, for I can't it. believe they put that in the movie. I just thought it was for the trailer, but well, apparently, not. apparently, everything yeah. was in the trailer. I thought, oh, well, I should have watched the trailer then. <laughs> uh, don't watch trailers. No more trailers. <laughs> I don't want to get spoiled. Death anymore. to trailer park. No more trailers. <laughs> We'd just say, eh, there was a trailer. Cool. Cool. <laughs> <laughs> we don't break down trailers. Um, yeah, and it definitely is a sort of... Uh, it definitely has the sort of uh, opposite of um, uh, Wizard of Oz, sort of. Uh, mm. If someone from from the land of Oz came into our world and 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 how w- will they interact uh, as well. Uh, so, yeah, I definitely enjoyed it. Uh, overall, uh, considering it's not, uh, I, I am not the demographic of this whatsoever. <laughs> um, uh, but uh, being being a father, it's definitely, it, I, I would say it's definitely a good uh, movie to to for a uh, mother daughter team to go in because mm. it definitely has that sort of generational uh, way of uh, being a woman and becoming a woman and. And all that, and I have no experience on that, quite clearly. But um, I will say this: I did cry more in this movie than I than I did for Oppenheimer. Oh wow! On a completely different level. It's because it's because of the family aspect. And, yeah, yeah. And and how I was thinking this would be a good movie for my daughter to actually see because it definitely is a, a woman empowering, like feminist movie, uh, mm. and. Yeah, there's no real um, good male representation in this film, but but then you think about it, it's like, well, it, that is that is the reason, and it, it definitely has uh, uh, with the Ryan Gosling Ken, it, he de- definitely is finding himself like his own sort of story, and he sees like the re- real world when he comes over with Bar- Barbie, mm. um, and ha- and uh, if you do, if you don't like Ken, uh, you'll definitely uh, there's a reason why you don't like Ken. Mm. So so yeah, um, and uh, it definitely is very introspective as well. Like uh, they say, they say they say they that going up. Uh, they do say. Um, them going over to the real world, but even the real world sort of has very heightened, heightened elements as well. Yeah, uh, it's not like our world. No, because really. that that definitely threw me. It's like, well, that wouldn't really happen in real life. So what's what's going on? What's it's, going on here? Um, so so overall, I I did enjoy it, and if you know the history of Barbie, then. Then you're having a field day, and obviously I don't know anything about yeah. Barbie. Even though my sisters, I t- my sisters sort of had Barbies, but I didn't really play with them like offhand. It's like quite clearly with the with growing up of um, 
having your set of toys that's for you and this is for me and having a, a young son he, he he enjoys like some some of his sister's toys as well so i'm sort of so you need the sort of balance of that and mm. he gets to play with all the other toys and see what he likes to play and who knows i'm not saying it's sort of brainwashing but it definitely has that sort of element of um uh, of be who you want to be and that's what barbie basically is yeah and ken is ken <laughs> with ken no is, with no ken real is just ken yeah ken is just ken and and he le- he he does learn spoilers uh ken is me <laughs> yeah so so i do I, I i do enjoy it so it's nice it's out i'm guessing don't go see it <laughs> Or say it. Go see it. I'm not your mum. Go see I'm not your mum. I'm not your real mum. Yes, I highly recommend uh, Barbie. Um, it's wonderful. Go go watch it. Do mm-hmm. yourself a favour. Yes. All right. That's quickie review. But it is WB and fuck you. So that's lost. <laughs> yes. Stick it to Zaslov and don't go or be a supporter of feminism and go. Well, you know. As soon as, as soon as, uh, if they do say um, uh, consumer strike, I'm going for it because it's it's cheaper to do that. Yes, <laughs> it is. Don't see new shit. See see some old shit. See some old shit. Mm. Exactly. All right. Speaking of old shit, uh, it's time. Oh, for the moment. Cool. The segment. Mm. It's time for. Popcorn culture. Yes. Hey. It's popcorn culture time. Final. Yes, popcorn culture time. <laughs> and, of course, we are going to be discussing the penultimate episode of Secret Invasion, which is called Harvest. Episode five. Um, we're almost at the end of this journey, and uh, I'm expecting a big finale here. I hope we get it. I don't know if we will. Big CG fight. CGI fight. Yay. <laughs> oh boy. I'm just putting putting it out there. It's not going to happen, but I'm putting it out there anyway. Carol Danvers cameo. I want a Carol Danvers cameo. We're not going to get it, but I want it. Um, some kind of thing from her would be nice. But anyway, um, overall, my thoughts on this episode. It was another short one, another 40 minute, 35, 40 minute one, uh, which is fine. It breezed along rather nicely. Um, sort of just dealing with the fallout of the events of episode four um, and and consequences and whatnot. And uh, things got a little tense a lot throughout. Um, yeah, it was a fine episode. Um, it was, yeah, I guess it's just kind of, like I said, dealing with that fallout, but also setting up the stakes going into the finale um, and what, what might happen. Um, nice to see Fury putting the putting the jacket on the eye patch on getting getting uh you know shit must be real now if that's where we're at mm-hmm. <laughs> he's got his he's he's got his suit on basically um but yeah yeah it was fine i don't really have too many complaints at this point except i'm really sad about a certain character that is definitely dead uh, <laughs> <laughs> and i'm not living in denial anymore Fulia, what did you think overall of this episode? Yeah, no, uh, it's 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 getting to the pointy end now. It's getting real. 
Um, getting real. We, we are facing World War Three. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> potentially. <laughs> um, yeah, no. Overall, this episode was um, was good. Um, the good little uh, interactions we had um, with the, the different characters who hadn't met yet. Um, mm. You know, one of them being you know Gaia and Priscilla. Um, that was yeah. that was really nice. Um, and yeah, just yeah. I, I don't know what else to really say without like getting right into it. So diving into it, yeah, um, that's okay. No, nah, overall, uh, it definitely has set up what's going to be one heck of an epic ending to the series. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you. Excellent. Michael, what about you? Mm. I'm not gonna deny I'm not gonna deny that I'm a bit I'm a bit worried about the ending mm. uh, of where it's going to go because it it definitely has that feel of uh, stuff that we have seen of them setting up for the the final showdown. It's the final countdown. And it's all set in Russia. Russia? Uh and the ramifications of of the MCU, because because uh, unfortunately pe- people are sort of like um and ahhing if they if they want to watch Marvel TV show as well as movies at the same time. Mm-hmm. So do do they cross paths anyway? I mean, that's sort of what happened with uh, like watching WandaVision, which it was a phenomenal TV show because mm. it was one of the first, and then you go into uh, uh, Multiverse of Madness, and then, oh, character work, all the character work from WandaVision is thrown out the door, and she's, she's evil now. <laughs> so I am worried that, because straight after this we're watching the Marvels and Nick Fury's in this, it's like, okay, where's the connection? Mm. And that shouldn't be uh, a priority. For 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 a viewer, for a watcher. So yeah, I'm a little bit worried, uh, but pretty cool that Nick Fury is like like getting his own suit up mm. um, thing at the end, mm. and that's sort of what this um, episode was. It's sort of the aftermath of everything, yeah, and then yeah. and then the the clarification of a character being dead, uh, or maybe. We don't, we don't actually see the body. It's all wrapped up. <laughs> um, could be anyone. And also, um, the graphic. Um, mm. And how he's... Ne- uh, we get to see him, like, adult graphic, like, going full chops. Mm. And that was a bit of fun. And not to be messed with. And a character that... Um, I thought was going to play a bigger role. Turns out, no, he's not. So, yeah, I'm just just waiting and hoping it's good. Last <laughs> episode, next. Mm. Mm. Yes. Yes. Well, um, I kind of want to talk about the graphic stuff. Okay. To 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 start with, um, just because I really love when shows and movies do this thing of like the you know his people turned on him Mm. like I love that trope of like he's he started off with good intentions but then went down a very dark path and was willing to get what he wanted 
for his people, quote unquote, at any cost. And now his people have realised, oh, that's oh, this this is not actually what we signed up for. Um, we just wanted to have, we we just wanted to have a home. Yeah, yeah, home amongst the gum trees. And yeah, that, and you're just nuts. <laughs> yes, gum nuts even. Gum nuts. Gum nuts. <laughs> Uh, yeah, so I, I, it was really, really satisfying to see, um, the scrolls take a stand against Gravik, um, even though it clearly cost them a little bit, um, but then it, it was also a moment of like, oh shit, okay, he has these powers and there's nothing we can do to mm. stop him, um, so it's just, it's like fight, you know, side with him or die, basically is where they're at. Um, but yeah, I, I, I enjoyed the way that whole thing kind of played out with like, you know, him, them returning from the, the fight at the end of episode four. And then, you know, him giving his little speech about, Oh no, we're doing this. This is what we're doing. And you can see the descent amongst the ranks immediately. And just, yeah. And then that, I love the way the fighting between the scrolls was all kind of blocked out and how, you know, there was like four or five of them trying to like hold him down, and you know, he he didn't get out of it unscathed. Like, no. yeah, he got he got injured as well, which was interesting. Um, but yeah, it was it was good to see that he's you know he is not infallible himself, um, which is which is nice. Um, Fulia, what did you think of the the uprising in New Scrolls? Yes, well, I was. Um... I was taken aback by the fact, like, I was, I was, hold on, let me, let me start that again, because, like, I wasn't expecting the people to turn on him as quickly as they did. Mm-hmm. Um, but the moment they saw what happened with his right-hand man, <laughs> I would say, and the fact mm-hmm. that he started questioning Gravik's motives and, and his, you know, why he's doing all of this. Um, and then when Gravik literally just went straight through him, (laughs) Mm -hmm. um, it got everybody else thinking like, we, we can't mess with him, but we can't, we can't also follow him because they had different, belief systems and their values were different to what Gravix is. And so that whole, you know, the whole uprising of the people against Gravik, uh, like I, I was, I was glad that they started going against him, but then my brain went, you're not going to survive be trying mm. to beat you're not gonna be able to beat him no it's not gonna happen why are you doing this, this now isn't the last this isn't the last episode no <laughs> like why are you doing it now <laughs> um, but i suppose it was i don't know maybe maybe it was a message to him to change like to not go down that path but he's obviously set in his 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 beliefs and his values are set in stone right now and they're getting worse. And he doesn't want anyone to get in his way. And mm. he's kind of pretty much freaked out some of the other people in that are still there after after that whole ordeal. Mm. <laughs> Instabordination will be solved like this. Yeah, yeah exactly. 
Exactly. And I, I kind of couldn't believe he did that only for the fact that I'm like, dude, you've made your point. Why, like, don't you want to get these people back on your side? But clearly he doesn't give a shit about that. He's like, you don't have to like me, but you do have to serve me. Well, the fact, is, the fact that yeah. he's also willing to sacrifice those people who have mm. followed him, that, yeah. it, it shows that he doesn't give a shit about him at all. Yeah, He's like, well, if, right. we, if I'm not going to get what I want, then I'm going to kill the people that are here. Or the, sorry, the scrolls that are here. So yeah. it, it's like, he, he really doesn't, he, like from where he began to now, and it's, he's definitely, yeah, he's, he's just turned full villain now. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's the past the threshold of of the villain arc. Mm. Yeah, he it was it was all for his people, but now he's more fixated on well, it's my way or the highway because this is the way that we are going to be, mm. Mm. or else. Mm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Um, do you want to keep going with your thoughts on, um, on Gravik? With Gravik, yeah. Um, what else have we seen? So we've seen the Groot arm. Mm. We've seen we've seen the we've seen the uh, the extremists. The extremists. I can't remember if there is anything else, but I think that was it. Well, I suppose Cole Obsidian would be the the um, strength. I mm. guess the fact that he's clearly stronger than the other scrolls. Str- uh, yeah, and stronger than a scroll. Mm, mm. And and scrolls are strong to begin with. Yes. So. That's scary. <laughs> um, yeah, so one more, and it will be, and it'll be for next episode. Mm. What was that? Who knows? I can't. I, it was a frost-related thing. It was some. It was. I think it was something to do with um, one of um, one, either a frost giant or a dark elf or something. I can't remember exactly yeah. what it was. Yeah. The harvest. It's gone. Huh? You talking about the harvest? No, 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 oh, no, no, no. We're talking about what the fourth power was. There were four powers. I've... What Gravik has. What Gravik has. He has four oh. powers in him. Um, so I, don't, I can't remember what the... But it was it was Frost-related. I remember that. Uh, are they going to do Terminator 2? Where he gets frozen. It's like, not today, motherfucker. Not just, today. Just, <laughs> walks out of it. Yeah. Some of that, I don't know. <laughs> but it will be a nice set piece for next week. Mm. Or this week. Mm-hmm. Next week. This week. Yes. Um... Well, keeping it scroll related, um, you mentioned it earlier, Fulia, the um, the unexpected pairing of Gaia and Priscilla mm. slash Vara um, was was a definite definite highlight for me this episode. I I really liked the fact that um, you know that Fury was like go you know go to her you know she'll she'll help um, you know help you pay pay your final respects and uh, to to Talos and and uh and and then you know the two of them kind of learn things about each other and it's not like a immediate sort of a friendship or bond that they form but it's i i really just kind of like the dynamic i thought mm. it was really nice um and the fact that you know they back each other up when the the you know ta- uh, fucking gravic skull uh, scrolls come come to kill Vara for her betrayal. Um, that was a good sequence as well. <laughs> He's grunts. He's grunts. Can't shoot for shit. Can't shoot for bloody shit, no. Um, yeah, so seeing 
seeing that Talos is actually dead was, yeah, it was pretty sad. Um, I'm very disappointed that they've killed him off. I mean, we kind of all knew that was probably something that was going to happen um, to sort of set up things for um, for Gaia going forward, probably, and Nick Fury, I suppose. But that was the surprising thing for me, is that I Nick Fury seemed to show more grief over losing Maria Hill than he did Talos. And I don't know if that's because Talos is, like, for him his death is just he's like no i can't feel it yet i have to get i have to keep fighting i have to keep going if i lose it now i'll you know i won't be able to think straight sort of thing like it could be something like that because i just didn't think he i don't know the way he re reacted to maria hill just felt a bit more devastating mm. to me i don't know so i feel like they've made a choice along those lines in that but I, I'm just nitpicking at this point. <laughs> um, but yeah, it was sad and just, you know, the fact that Gaia's lost her mum and soon after her dad, now she's she's not alone, but she probably feels alone, you know, especially now that she's uh, going against her race uh, in this fight because obviously most of the scrolls are still on Gravik's side, but I'm expecting a whole bunch of them to fucking later days out of there um <laughs> after what happened or defect and it, yeah it's going to be everyone every every skull for himself yeah it's going to be interesting to see how it plays out but um yeah the the scene yeah the scene where they you know they have the funeral pyre for talos and you know and vara's giving the the you know his last rites essentially the you know the scroll prayer or whatever it was was yeah. it was a really lovely moment yeah very star wars um yes yeah but no i i enjoyed those aspects of the episode as sad as some of them were um fulia what did you think of all of it with gaia and priscilla slash vara and talos's funeral yeah no it was um it was a good sequence of of those two sort of kind of bonding essentially um, getting to know each other. Uh, I'm, I'm glad that they didn't turn on each other by the end of it, but they helped each other out. And you know what? Those two together, freaking kick-ass team. <laughs> they, they worked so well. Uh, and yeah, it was, um, the, the, the funeral was also, you know, really, you know, sad, but sweet. Yeah. It was just, it was just nice that, you know, Gaia, got the chance to pretty much say goodbye to her dad. Um, mm. Even though she felt that he, he was, you know, he, he, she felt, she felt like that he deserved more people there to see him off. Um, yeah. Because he was essentially a leader of the scrolls. Yeah, he was a general. Yeah. Um, and so she felt really bad about that. Um, but it's, it can't be helped when you're in a situation like this, you know, um, you know, everybody, everybody's sort of turned against him and because apparently to them, he looked weak. Uh, so, you know, so it's a bit of a shame that it was, only, it was, that was the way that he had to go. But, uh, you know, all he really needed was his daughter to be there. And that's, yeah, that's, that's what it was. And mm. yeah, it was, it was, it was nice just seeing those two together. Yeah, for sure. Mm. Yeah, and I you made me remember there was one bit of the dialogue exchange where 
guy I was talking about, like, you know, how the last thing she kind of said to Talos was about how, you know, she thought thought he was a fool and yeah. all, you know, all that all negativity. And, and then she's like, why did I say that? And then Priscilla was like, well, you know, that's the sound of a daughter who thinks she's going to see her dad again, like, and apologize you know, mm. apologize and make it up to him when she sees him next. And, yeah. You know, so it's it's totally okay. Like I thought that was really kind of sweet. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Michael, how did you feel about all the the guy and yeah Priscilla uh, stuff? I kind of liked it because it was also uh, with the elements of them uh, being on the same team and also a generational thing as well uh, within the uh, dialogue as well. Like when um, Gaia was ta- was talking about, well, the, did Nick ever like you as a scroll? It's like, mm. and she just shut that down. I was like, yeah, no, we don't do that. We don't. You don't. That's you don't get to know that sort of. Yeah. Yeah, as well, because essentially it is a generational thing. Generational thing is like, um, like that I know of that with um, uh, families who come over to a dif- different uh, different country or anything like that like the generational uh, generational thing where the young the the youngins uh, probably know just know a l- very little of the, their original background and how they're actually setting up their own lives within and they know more about about the area as well so there is a, sort of like the generational gap within the sort of um, uh, Marvel take when it when it comes to scrolls, so mm. there there is a lot of um, uh, realism when it co- comes to this, even though they are aliens, uh, illegal aliens, illegal aliens. <laughs> <laughs> yes, science fiction, telling as it is in real life. Yep, I like it. Mm-hmm. And yeah, badass, very badass, badass. <laughs> no, I was going to say the B word for a second. Badass bitches. Badass bitches. <laughs> <laughs> But I've watched a Barbie movie. <laughs> I should be more of a feminist now than I am. It yes. did change me, though. Oh. <laughs> As a good movie should. Yes. It should alter your DNA. I don't remember that in Barbie. <laughs> <laughs> I should be plastic? <laughs> with no genitals? <laughs> what? Yeah. What? What? What do you mean? Um, yeah, great. Um... And then, yeah, I suppose there's just the, the interesting stuff with Fury this episode where, you know, we get that. I love the fact that even though Fury is, you know, technically, I suppose, a want, wanted man, hmm. um, he's still, like, he made his choice. He's sticking to it. He's going to protect the president at all costs. And he, even though he's not allowed in the operating theater, you know, he was sitting outside of it with his gun at the ready. <laughs> Um, I really, I really liked that. And, and then just the, the very heated exchange between him and Scrody, um, which I probably should stop saying because it sounds like scrotum. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but Scrody, um, <laughs> I, 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 again, Nick Fury giving zero fucks about any of it and just being like, you're a fucking scroll. I'm calling you out. Um, I don't care who knows. Um, but obviously it didn't go the way that he hoped it would um but that was that was good i like seeing don Cheadle getting to be a bad guy 
Like, he's having fun, clearly. Or a bad girl. Or a bad girl, sorry. All I, right. I can definitely see a lot of, like, not to steal it and be my turn. No, but, no, you're fine. But, for it. It, but I do love the fact that I'm actually sort of noticing uh, he's, uh, Don Cheadle is actually play, playing it um, a bit more feminine. Yeah. Uh, he, his motions is that so it's not the roadie that we know so yeah. now that we know it's sort of we're, we're seeing sort of like the inflections of <laughs> what what a woman would do when mm-hmm. it ca- comes mm-hmm. to this sort of thing so I, I like I like that yeah. I, li- I like that character <laughs> choice I love when yeah I love when actors make choices like that about you know if they're a person playing a character who's playing like you know, let, they put they put those layers in there. Yeah, that, that yeah. makes sense. Like they, I and, and change their mannerisms up or their facial expressions up to to match who they're supposed to be on that sort of a level. I think that's really cool. Yeah, well, well pointed out. Um, yeah, it was great. It was intense. I, I love it. Um, I'm I'm so curious to see how Rhodey's storyline is going to end up, and if like if there's a Rhodey in New Scrollos, in that corridor with all the other ones, or if he's somewhere else, or if he's, oh, he's not dead because we've got armor wars. I suppose he's got plot armor, doesn't he? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah, so sort of steals the sting of this now that we know, like, future projects. I know, I know. It kind of takes away a bit of the tension. Defeats, <laughs> defeats the arguments. Yeah, a little, a little bit, a little mm. bit in that way. Um... Yeah, yeah, and then you know he re- what he releases the footage of Fury killing Maria Hill. Then after that, so yeah, that's gonna be a bit tense for Nick, for Fury. Mm. Yes, yes, yes. Fully, did you have any thoughts on the um, badassery of Nick Fury and and you know and our our roadie who is not our roadie, bad girl, bad girl roadie. <laughs> Uh, yeah, no, that, that exchange was, uh, interesting. I, <laughs> I wasn't, um, I was expecting him to rock up. Yes. But I, I wasn't expecting that whole thing to sort of go down. Uh, mm. and, and the fact that he decided, you know, Rody decided, oh, I'm, I'm just gonna, just so you know, the, the footage of you killing Maria Hill is out there now, even though we know it's not you, but no one else is going to know that. <laughs> And that obviously really, it it got to him. It got to Nick Fury. Ah, uh, yeah. <laughs> like yeah, it, it got to him. Yeah, it got to him. Um, At an emotional more, level. Emo- yeah. yeah, more more than uh, more than we thought it would. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and you can tell by the by the way that it says you didn't, you know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so that obviously you know puts him in a really difficult position of getting around. And then we get to see that with the way that he masks himself when he's traveling um, with this special technology, uh, hmm. which was really, which was really cool. Uh, hmm. And yeah, no, that, that whole sort of sequence was, um, it was interesting. It was also quite a little bit intense, um, but yeah, no, it was good. Mm-mm. Nice, 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 Michael. Yes, uh, good little uh, add-on to all the Nick Fury and the um, Rody stuff that we have seen, mm. uh, and yeah, and the inflections I quite like, mm. uh, and just basically Nick Fury going under, uh, going in underground, 
and, and then going on to a private jet. It's like, what? What's going on here? <laughs> and then we and we meet. Someone, oh, and we meet meet the guy. I forgot. I forgot too until oh. I, I saw a breakdown. I was like, who is this guy? Should we know him? Yeah, I, I yeah, I was like, oh, Leonardo DiCaprio pointing me. It's the dude from Black Widow. Yeah, yeah. Who who get who gets your stuff? Yes. Gets your stuff and things. That was such a good little cameo. A nice little bit of connective tissue. I thought that was excellent. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Talking about the his... guy that was on the plane, right? Yes, okay. the, the pilot. Yes. Yeah, I'm looking him up. Is he in the cast or is it a spoiler so it's not on IMDb? Um, yeah. Mm. yeah. Bit of a weak spoiler. No, he doesn't seem to I be... mean, for the people who actually watched... Uh, Mason. 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 That's his For name. the people who actually wa- watched uh, Black Widow, it would be going out. But for the people who, who didn't, I don't, bl- <laughs> I don't blame them. Yeah, no, yeah, there would have been some people that would have been like, who's this person? But no. We Why know, is we he know significant? Better. Why is he significant? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was that was good. I like, oh, God, I can't believe I forgot about that. Jesus Christ. That was great. Yeah. 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 Um... Yeah, and I, I just got to say, I keep loving Sonia more and more with every episode. <laughs> the fact that she's just, she's just so awesome. And I just, I just adore Olivia Coleman. She's just wonderful. <laughs> just, I like, I love, ah, uh, I, I just love the fact that she didn't give a shit and just took down her boss and proved that he was a scroll in front of everyone else. And just, yeah, that was just badass. Um, and yeah, her little buddy buddy friendship with Fury is is quite enjoyable to watch, as well. Mm. I like that she brought up the question of like, why don't you call your super friends to come in and save the day? You like, know, the question that's on everyone's lips because <laughs> once you introduce like the Avengers, what's the point? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. But that's a good. But it was a good explanation though. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, this time it's personal. Bit corny, but understandable. Yeah, mm. yeah, I agree. I agree. It it worked and it didn't work at the same time. But then no. I suppose it's also the fact of you know, like it, it could be easy for you know Gravik to misuse the Avengers mm. uh, to his own means, uh, his own ends. Yeah. Um, but yeah, the fact that we we actually like in that conversation they had in the car too, we learned that they that Fury is kind of responsible for. For everything. Everything mm. that's happening. <laughs> which is which is bad. Um, I thought that was really a really interesting revelation. Um, so do you think you guys think he's actually gonna hand over the D, the DNA? Is that a is that a decoy he took out of the grave or what do you think? I think it is. I mean the the logistics of um, actually grabbing all the DNA that was spilt mm. in the middle of a crater. That was created, like, how many how many football pitches long is that? It's like, ah, oh, this is where um, Ant-Man bled. You know, yeah. He doesn't have any powers. Mm-hmm. Um, well, Carl Danvers. Maybe. Maybe. So, I, th- I think it's, I think it's not real, to tell you the truth. And it's, and, it, but, but, yeah, but he does say that it was actually Gravik's team. Who's in that team to actually collect all the DNA? Which, so. yeah, which then makes me go, well, okay, I guess they'd collected it and handed it over to Fury then, instead of hanging on to it. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. 
As in a Felix Felicis jar. Yeah. <laughs> it kind of looked like in the shape of a bullet to me, to be honest. Is he going to shoot graphic with it? <laughs> and then he explodes. Goes, oh, so much power. Overpower. Overpowered. Mm. It'll be like the genie that drinks all the all the ocean's water and he explodes. <laughs> that parable. That. <laughs> yes. That parable. Yeah. Yeah. Or the ending for a crystal skull. (laughs) Too much knowledge! Ah! (laughs) I know too much. I've seen too much. Oh my god, I can't handle it. (laughs) What are you talking about, aliens? No, they're dimensional beings. That's the same thing. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Folia, what did you you think about the way the episode ended and the whole revelation with with Sonya? Oh, Sonya's just... A delight. (laughs) She is. Like, the way that she speaks is she... Like, you don't hear any kind of anger coming through or any kind of, like, other emotion. Like, apart from her just being all, you know, you know, happy and smiley and just like, just give me the information, please, or I'm going to kill you right here, right now. (laughs) (laughs) It's, um, just... It's like Nick. Yeah, it's just I'm her, getting her, too old for this shit. Yeah, it's her tone. Her tone just delights me for some reason. <laughs> just, I really enjoy it. Uh, she's like if she's like if Umbridge was a good guy. Yeah, pretty much. What are you talking about? She is. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, and yeah, they they dynamic. Like I don't know what it is. For some reason, within that little bit of that sequence at the end. I don't like my brain was like, wait, is is Nick a scroll? Wait, is Sonya a scroll? My brain just started going from side from one side to the other and was just was so confused when everything was being revealed and he opened up his tombstone and to reveal the the harvest and then goes and to you know open up all these other little boxes and gets his outfit ready to go and his weapon and I'm just like. That that's that looks like alien technology. What is going on? <laughs> well, he, he knows a guy, or used to know a guy. <laughs> well, yeah, uh, or an alien. Past tense. <laughs> uh, and yeah, it's just my brain was just going from side to side of what the hell is happening. I'm so confused. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, it was um, it was an interesting. It was an interesting conversation that they had and the fact that Nick blames himself for all of this, um, which is, yeah, I, I kind of want to sort of want him to dive into that a little bit more. Um, yeah, but ultimately just the way that it ends where he starts getting ready and then he puts on the patch and then calls whoever he called Say, you know, it, let, let's do this. We're ready. And then I was, I immediately said, and cut to credits. <laughs> mm. <coughs> yeah. Who's on the phone? Mm. Who Carol is? Danvers. Carol Danvers. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, is there anyone, is there anyone else you could well. trust? Oh yeah. That's, that's you know? it. It'll be a post credit scene. Yeah. I feel like I feel like the the fact that he mentioned that he didn't want to call down 
any of the superheroes. Um, just because he said it was more of a personal thing. Uh, so he wanted to, he wanted to deal with it himself. He's like, I can do this. I can fight this fight. Uh, I'm strong enough to do it. So I don't need to always depend on, you know, superheroes to do this for me. Um, the fact that that's the case, I don't think Carol Danvers is the one that's on the end of that phone. I feel like it's someone else, but I'm not sure who. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Mm. We'll find out. Mm. Possibly Gravik. Mm. Maybe. Yeah, maybe to tell him that he's got the thing, the harvest. I'm on my way to (laughs) hip (laughs) it. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. Mm. Maybe. Um, Michael, any final thoughts on all this ending of the episode? No, it it definitely leaves you with the hype of um, going for the last, ultimate last episode. Um, I'm thinking, yeah, maybe just maybe a cameo of Carl Davis at the, at the end, like like they did for Wonder Vision, and and uh, someone needs to speak to you, mm. uh, which would lead her right into the the Marvels. Mm. So this one will probably lead him into the Marvels, or it's but he does come down come down to earth. It's confusing. Yeah. And I want to see see the last episode so I can get some questions answered. Yes. Or you want questions? I want more questions. <laughs> you want more questions. <laughs> Answers are easy. Questions are hard. Mm. 42. 42. <laughs> yeah, 42. <laughs> Good point. Where's my where's my uh, where's my towel? Where's your yeah. <laughs> Always got to know where your towel is. Yes. Um, yeah, uh, I, I thought Sonia would have more to do. Yeah, same. Then... Then just kind of be there. Yeah. She's not really doing a whole bunch. Essentially her story, wa- uh, story was being part of, like, um, finding, finding out who's the scroll in her own, who, in her own place, mm-hmm. in her own sort of world. So does she have a bit, any more story? I don't know. It's, it's weird. Mm. Maybe, maybe she's a scroll. Mm. <laughs> sure, could be. Maybe. Yeah, maybe. Maybe, baby. All right. Yeah, I got nothing. Yeah, that's fine. <laughs> I, I'm done too. I'm. I'm just. Uh, I'm excited, worried, slightly hungry. Yes. <laughs> no, really. <laughs> Okay, well, uh, if we don't have anything else, I would say that's probably done. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's, that's it. it. We've got one more episode to go. It's going to give us all of the answers that we are all questioning about. Hopefully. Hopefully. Yeah. Um, and then potentially end up with more questions by the end of it. So. <laughs> <laughs> Most likely. As um, all what? MCU shows and movies always do. So. Yes. <laughs> As they always, always do. Um very good, very good. That was our uh, discussion on uh, Secret Invasion Episode Five, mm-hmm. Harvest. Blue um, Harvest. Yeah, Blue Harvest. Hey. Green Harvest. <laughs> Green Harvest. Ah, <laughs> uh, yes. I hope you guys enjoyed that. Yeah. I, t- I certainly did. Thanks for watching and listening. Um, that we got was no fun. more show. Yeah, that's it. It's done. It's over. We're wrapped. So, uh, without any more ado, and, and that, that 
was a podcast called Fred. Yeah. Remember to follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter, and Threads for the latest Fred content. If you'd like to listen to Freddy Alien, you can find us on SoundCloud, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or Google Podcasts. Yeah, if you'd like to watch Fred the Alien, you can head over to youtube.com forward slash Fred the Alien Productions. And if you're watching the video right now, make sure to like it, subscribe to our channel, hit the bell icon to be notified of future content and future live streams. And speaking of live streams, head over to twitch.tv forward slash Fred the Alien Twitch. Give us a follow and be notified of more live streams. Yes, I've been a Kendall Richardson. I've been a Fulia Kantarmaja. And I've been the Arbiter of Death, Michael Lister. Hey. <laughs> and and you, you just, just experienced a podcast, podcast called Fred. Yes, remember to eat Beth. Remember, Freddy lives, Loki dies, the doctor is in, and uh, pay your writers and your actors, do da, do da. Solidarity is the strength, cause there's more of us than them. Damn straight. Make sure to look after yourself and your mental health, everyone. Yes, please do. Later, Gators. <clears throat> and. and-